As an educator, you want what's best for your students. You want them to succeed academically and emotionally. But how do you do it? We actually hit it. Simply ask the question, what is it that we want for our learners? You know, the amount of time they physically sit in a seat doesn't determine whether or not they've learned something. We just kind of took genius hour and put it on steroids. 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 From creative instructional practices to school models and ideas big and small, Reimagining Time is a podcast that will tell the stories of real educators like you and how they've used their imagination to transform their schools and enrich students' lives. This idea was how do we create that structure that would allow our kids to really sit with material, to really build relationships with their teachers, and have the opportunities to become passionate about different things and have the time to be passionate with their teachers about the things that they were learning. And this new schedule is what we came up with to do that. That statement is from then-principal Philip Conrad, whose school went through a big change process a few years ago. Their big idea is what he just stated. They wanted students to be able to not just rapidly learn content, but really sit with it, dig in deep, and build meaningful relationships with their teachers, and be able to pursue things they were passionate about. They wanted to give students more time. So how did they do it? Well, they rolled out a brand new schedule, but there's a lot more to it than that. And talking about a new school schedule may not be the most exciting thing you can think of. But when it comes down to it, the schedule really dictates everything that teachers and students do in a school. It can create the space for them to be creative and learn independently. But if a school schedule is just class after class, where students don't really have the space to think or build connections with their teachers, it can stifle them. So let's say you and some fellow educators at your school do want to build a case for transforming your schedule. Maybe your vision is a lot like Phil's. Where do you even begin? Well, behind every good idea is a good reason, a good motive. There must be something that you see lacking, something that you want to change and improve for your students. We'll call this your why. What is it that really matters to you, your students, and your school community? For Phil, this is what drove the change process at his school. I think the reason it was so important to us and why it's important to, to other schools is really giving students, all students, opportunities to develop interest, to develop their passion, to really understand material instead of just complying with the expectations that are in front of them. And this was our opportunity to do that, to change the dynamic for students uh, about what school looked like and what control they had over their schools and their learning. We really looked to make sure that we were trying to meet the needs of all students, not just our high performers, not just our uh, lowest performers. We wanted to make sure that our reluctant learners were, were taken care of. We wanted to make sure that that large group in the middle that sometimes can get forgotten had opportunities to get their needs met. Sometimes, schools value compliance higher than actual learning. At Phil's school, they wanted to change that. They wanted to get students excited about school, to develop their passions, and have more say over their learning. They also wanted to make sure they were meeting the needs of all students. Many schools have supports in place to help kids who are struggling the most, and they might have a system to reward high performers, but it's really all kids who need support, 
including that group in the middle who might be passing but not really fully comprehending what they're learning. They were able to accomplish this by shifting how they used time in their bell schedule. So how do you get from point A to point B? Because to start, their schedule looked a lot like traditional school schedules everywhere. The point, even if you're not even close to being there yet, don't get discouraged. In fact, when teachers were planning out their coursework, it seemed that the focus was on covering content, but they really didn't have the time to let it sink in. The teachers had 90 days to do a full year's worth of coursework. And what we found was that it was really a lot more driven by content than it was by relationships, by opportunities for kids to soak in materials, to manipulate that information once they understood it, and really to to give it back more quickly than maybe they, they wanted to or before they really had a firm grasp on it. It's easy for content to become the sole focus. After all, students are at school to learn. But there's a lot more to school and to learning than content. Phil explains how they began to piece together their new schedule. If your school is thinking of reworking its schedule, you might find some of these ideas helpful. So we really, we, we saw that sort of content drive as a treadmill and really wanted to look at a new way or sort of the windmill in the uh, Don Quixote sort of sense of it. Our schedule had been a semesterized classes. So we wanted to lengthen the classes so that we would have students from September to June. So our current schedule has five classes each day and we have three classes that don't meet each day. So we have an eight period schedule, only five meet each day, and we have an eight-day cycle. This new schedule idea would give kids more time to sit with material, as Phil said earlier. And then moving to a rotating schedule meant that there would be variation, which was something else they wanted to add. Phil shared that their old schedule had sort of a one, two, three, four, get up and do it again kind of feel to it. This new schedule gave students more options and made school less monotonous. So how did they create time to give students those opportunities to explore their passions and get the support they needed? And we really, really wanted to add personalization so that kids could see their teachers during the school day. And we also wanted to add an advisory period. So we were able to do all of that with the 7 plus H schedule, with H block being our personalization and advisory period. 7 plus H is the name they came up with for this new schedule, since it was seven periods and a flex period that they named H-block. H-block served a couple of different purposes. The first H-block on day one is our advisory period. Um, and then the H2 through 5, which is the remainder of the cycle, are the per- those are the opportunities for personalization where students get to choose where they go and with whom they're spending that time. Um, so that's been that's the new model, and that happens throughout the entire school year. So we have about 21, I think, cycles of eight days, uh, and we go through just one cycle after the next. Advisory periods could be used to help students build those important relationships with their teachers. But the other H-block days gave students the chance to work on things they wanted to work on. What were the benefits? How has this flexible H-block actually been used? In our old schedule, we were always taking time away from um, the teachers. So if we did something during the first period, we'd be taking kids out of their classes. Now we're able to schedule class uh, assemblies, whether they're 
you know, beginning of the year kind of stuff. We schedule all of that during age block. So we're able to pull fresh, all the freshmen, say, into the auditorium or all the juniors or whatever it is, do it during age block and not take away from their academic time. There can be a lot of academic time eaten up by assemblies and other school activities. Of course, these other things are important. But if you just reconfigure how time is being used, a flex period can allow a school to have time for assemblies and other activities without interrupting a teacher's instruction. Teachers' time is valuable. This H block also enabled the school to build relationships. Phil explains how. With H block, our guidance department is able to deliver their developmental guidance curriculum during H block to the students of the guidance counselors. So it used to be, for example, that the guidance counselors might go in and talk to freshmen, but they might not be talking to their freshmen um, about whatever it was. Now they're able to target and they're able to collect up their freshmen. So just this past week, our guidance counselors were meeting with freshmen and they met over a couple of different days. So they were able to meet with all of their own students personalizing that relationship as well. So that's been a real nice thing for us. It's also given us an opportunity to bring in speakers and to open it up to the community. We've also been able to open up our concerts to people. So, you know, the band or the chorus or the orchestra has been able to do a concert during age block and teachers have been able to bring kids down. So it's been a great opportunity for us to sort of flex some of the things we want to do as a school-wide to build culture during the school day. We've heard from a lot of schools that their flex period has given school counselors the chance to really engage with students and meet with them more often, without having to pull them out of class. Essentially, it gives counselors a class period. Phil also talked about building school culture. Using this time to give students the chance to perform concerts in front of their peers is just one way to do this. And as Phil said, they can use this time to do what they, as a school, want to do whatever that may be. It gives students more choices, and they've used it to bring in the community as well. Now the whole school, as well as the community, is brought closer together. But what do teachers think about this time period? I think the teachers um, really appreciate having the opportunity to check in with their students who, who might be struggling or to utilize their students who are excelling um, with younger students Last year, uh, just before our um, state assessment, we, in science, we took students who were um, seniors and juniors who were excelling in science and really matched them up with um, peers in the ninth grade who needed help preparing for the state assessment. And that was really great. And we saw a great jump in our state assessment for science because prior to this, students could have had the science class end in January and then take a statewide assessment in June, not having seen the material for uh, six months. So this gives them the opportunity to see the material right up until the assessment and also to have an opportunity to work with uh, more experienced peers who can help them to prepare for the assessment. Teachers now have the time to give their students what they really need, something that most teachers would like a little more of. And it might sound like all of this was easy. There was this great idea, the school implemented it, everybody was happy, the end. But there is a lot to this story that we haven't shared. We're missing perhaps the most important piece, what the students thought of it. 
the experience that Phil and his school went through to actually make change happens in a lot of schools. There are roadblocks, it takes time, and sometimes change might be resented by students, but not without good reason. In our next episode, we'll hear more from Phil as he expresses something really important he realized they needed to do in the process. Give students a voice. That's it for this week's episode of Reimagining Time. This podcast is brought to you by Enriching Students, a tool that helps teachers give students what they really need, time. Our intro track, Rough Cut, is by the artist Tripwire. And we want to say thank you to all of the educators who shared their ideas and stories with us. Look for new episodes of Reimagining Time on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for listening.